Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Legion of Sports. The Premier League is less than two weeks away. In light of that, we are previewing all the top top teams, their potential, off-season business, ins and outs, as well as predicting what looks like a fixed condensed year of football. Each episode will feature guests who have grown into passionate or ardent fans of their individual clubs. Today, we are previewing a club that has had great success in recent past, consistently finishing in the Champions League places, but missed out last year. The white and blue side of North London, Tottenham Hotspur. I have with me a special guest from the island of Jersey, which is part of the UK, the two-time NAIA All-American while playing golf, and currently working as a finance industry as a fund administrator, and most importantly, a passionate sports fan, as well as a season ticket holder, Steven Anderson. Welcome, mate. How have you been doing? Nice, nice to be on. I've been, I've been doing well. Just uh, doing what I can do through, through this COVID. You know, looking forward, looking forward to the Premier League season. It's, it's been nice in a way to not have too much of a break through the summer. So, the season's obviously just wrapped up, and now we're only a couple of weeks away from the new season, which is exciting. So, looking I forward see, to it get going. I, I see you running as well as biking on, on, on Strava app. Um, you're getting your fitness. Uh, Levels up yeah, right now. Yeah, trying trying to do what I can. I mean, um, I was using it sort of at a time when everywhere else was shut and you couldn't do anything with friends just to get out and, mm-hmm. and get some headspace ready, listening to a load of podcasts while I'm out running and cycling and stuff, which is... You got a new podcast now. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. have that list now. Uh, hold on. Did you just say golf winner yeah. or something? Uh, okay, yeah. That... Golf, yeah. Oh, so let me let me just send you my golf swing video real quick and tell me how to, what what should I need, what should I do to fix it because I suck man like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I think it's it's one of those uh, diseases that uh, you can you can never treat no matter which hospital you go to. And also golf's golf's a strange one as well. You can you can be pretty good at playing and also have like no idea how to fix someone else. It's kind of the same same yeah. concept as teachers. It's not always like the brightest students that go on to be the best best teachers. I mean yeah the only reason I started playing golf was because an old guy who was moving out gave me his entire set for like 25 bucks and I was like you know what I'll take it and and since then I've been going to the range just you know taking my driver out but yeah it's it's been it's been horrible. Uh, Steven <laughs> I, I realized the same thing like golf is it looks way easier than it actually is. Yeah, it's it's honestly one of the most frustrating games um, that could possibly be played. I mean, the only way that I can describe it, I played a lot of team sports growing up, cricket, football mainly. Um, and and with stuff like that, if you're playing cricket and, and you're in a 50-over game and, and you're a bowler... Um, if you right, here. right here, right here. I played cricket my whole life. Steven, there you go. So if, say, say if you, you start, right, and first over... You're you're nowhere. Like you give up eighteen, like you give up eighteen runs off your first. Yeah. Oh no. And no. the coach goes, and the coach goes. Okay, I just won't play you again. Whereas if yeah, if, if you're on a golf course and your first two holes suck, you're you're out there. Like you don't get pulled. Like yeah. there's no one else to make up for your errors. So it's it's tough. It's it is. It's one of them games that, like, when when you win, it's all on you. So that's good. But then when you suck, like, it's it's all and, on you. And and also one of those sports, you know, when you're driving, when you're driving to the range, 
you just feel like, you know what, Twitter's going to be so good. I'm going to hit, you know, park, birdies and all. And as soon as you're playing, it's over. Triple boogie, double boogie, I don't know. And then as soon as, soon as you're done playing with it, the game automatically re- improves. Like, oh, maybe I should have just done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Stephen, do you remember us playing cricket a few years back? Yes, I do. Yeah. Out at Wesleyan. Yeah, yeah. Like slightly, slightly difficult wicket though. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't quite the greatest surface, but it was good. Yeah, so back to the point of golf, uh, Stephen. Uh, you guys have caddies, right? You, you guys probably have coaches as well, but you know, not necessarily like uh, coaches in, in major team sports, do you guys? Do you? Yeah, so, so you'll have... Caddies are a massive factor, especially mm-hmm. for the guys, the professional guys on tour. I mean... Um, they they will lean on them to do all of the calculations, all of this, basically mm-hmm. working out yardages, things like that, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of let the player do what he does. They'll spend a lot of time sort of um, having a look at the golf course, seeing where you should be hitting to, things like that, just to leave leave the player to focus. I mean, that's that's why they get ten percent of their paycheck at the end of the week. They're they're a big part of a big part of that, and then obviously coaches as well. Um, the major guys on tour, uh, when you have sort of that sort of money, um, they travel around too. So they're looking at them on the range. So you don't have a good day on the course. You go, you go straight onto the range and the coach is looking and, and it might be something really quick and simple. And he goes, Hey, you're aiming a little too far right here. Just open your stance up to the left and, and, and they'll work on that for a bit and then go out the next day. So, so, but like, support teams are huge like massively yeah. especially for an individual sport as well when it's quite a lonely place you do need sort of people around you to support you so that's where i want to start uh with uh, your tottenham hotspur association as well when we talk about indi- individual sport and coaching um it's really important and at tottenham hotspur there's there's been a coaching change uh last few i mean few months ago uh we all know jose Mourinho, one of the of, of recent past um He's been acclimatized in, into this uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, which is a side that has been known as a free-flowing, expansive uh, football team. However, Jose Mourinho's style is completely different. And, and to some, uh, Tottenham is seen as an, as an aging squad and, and uh, with, with a so-called washed-up uh, Mourinho. Um, what has being a fan like in you know, the last few months under Mourinho? It's been incredibly difficult. I mean, like, if you put yourself in my shoes, this this is a guy that I've I've learned to hate over the years. I've I've always hated him. He's gone from Chelsea, who arguably I dislike more as a club than Arsenal, mm-hmm. um, and and then to United, obviously. But I mean, he's he's just a guy that I've never never particularly liked and and there's always been them people the people that aren't very likable but if they're on your side you you learn to sort of like them you know like Mm -hmm. Suarez or Pepe and people like that just people that no one everyone sort of dislikes but you have to learn to like them because he's he's on your side um and and yeah I wasn't I wasn't happy with the decision at all I I just I think Pochettino is incredibly hardly hard done by I mean you've you've got you've had a team that for years we've spent barely any money on, um, mm-hmm. barely any changes, and you've got a guy who's bled everything he possibly could out of that team. I'm not sure how how you could ever take it to a Champions League final when he managed that somehow. Um, and and I think the th- um, the key the key statistic for me uh, when I'm when I'm pressed with this question by anyone 
is uh, I was told that Jurgen Klopp, when he was first in charge at Liverpool, um, basically it was a game against Tottenham and it ended up being uh, 1-1. And when we played against Liverpool last season, so Mm -hmm. Klopp's fourth season at Liverpool, third or fourth, um, there was 10 out of the starting 11 from that Tottenham team in the matchday squad four years later. And if you want to talk about a team that goes stagnant and stays still, that's, that's where you look at it. You look at, mm-hmm. you look at just so many differences. You don't invest in a team. Arguably, we had probably, I would say, the best back line in Europe at one point when it was Alderweireld, mm-hmm. Vertonghen, Rowan, Walker and Lloris. Yeah. And, and that final season, we were at the lane. We conceded barely any. We didn't lose. I think we draw, drew twice. Um, and, and you take that and you just don't build on it. We've had a couple very, very good chances mm-hmm. to win the league. And if you go ahead and maybe sign one or two marquee signings, mm-hmm. you have a chance to turn that into, into wins. And, and, then you, and then you turn around and you bring someone like Mourinho in rather than backing the guy who's over, overachieved to sort of five, six years. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, to your point, Stephen, um... You know, Tottenham were really close when Leicester won the won the league. Um, you know, a few years ago, as well as last season. You know, they're known as a solid uh, defensive team and and really good going forward, uh, expansive like I mentioned before. But last season they conceded 47 goals and just one less than Arsenal, who were like a, a sinking ship basically when it comes to defending. Um, you know, so yeah. like Tottenham even under Mourinho didn't look defensively com- comfortable. They, they were vulnerable yeah. despite having Mourinho, someone who's known uh, to plug all the holes in, in the defense. Yeah, it's, I, and I think to, to your point there and going back to sort of our team is you have, uh, you have got defenders uh, that are older. They're not as quick. Um, you, you've got two, two players at the heart of defense that... Um, Obviously, in Vertonghen and Alderweireld, they've changed it round now based on the fact because they are, they're both aging. I mean, we've kept on Alderweireld, Vertonghen has moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible player for the club. Great, mm-hmm. great service. Servant. Um, and, and I mean, I think that's part of the problem when you're playing a, a very defensive style of football. You are the, you're the team that's made to work. You're the team that is obviously going to be more tired come 70, 80 minutes. And when you have an aging squad, it becomes incredibly hard to do that. Um, and you, you found it. So when we, when we had a sort of younger squad as well, um, Pochettino's style was very much high press, this, that, and the other. And a key came in and, and uh, this fitness regime was brought in and, and they were one of these teams that, that were so exciting to watch, didn't necessarily win all the yep. time, mm-hmm. um, but very exciting to watch because we were chasing around, we were trying to get the ball back um, and things like that. And, and I also had a thought to myself the other day, obviously success when, when you're a fan is, is massively important. You do, you do want to win trophies and trust me, I mean, I've been, been around long enough as a Spurs fan that I'd, I'd take a community shield at this rate. Um, but, um, but I mean, it's, it's also incredibly important to have fun watching your team play. Mm-hmm. And Mourinho's style of football just doesn't breed that. It, it didn't for United. It was yeah. it was clear as day. It's not enjoyable to watch. If 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 he turns around and in two years' time or whatever, one year, two years' time, he wins trophies and he wins titles, I, I'll turn around and say I don't care. But 
the worst combination is not winning trophies and not yes. being exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Most yeah, when, and, uh, at, hold on. Oh. You know, when um, Mourinho was with United, uh, and we finished second, well, you know, when City was like, I think they had the record-breaking season that year, and he came out and said, this might be my greatest achievement in my you know, career because we finished second with Smalling and Phil Jones as a defender, and the board didn't back him up. And I think, you know, Mourinho had a plan. I mean, obviously, that guy works on his own plan. He doesn't care about anything else. So with Mourinho, you, I'm not sure if Spurs will be able to back him up the way, you know, he wants to because, uh, you know, with this new stadium and I would say budget cuts uh, with Spurs got going on. But I don't know. Um, Spurs just kind of looks like, you know, lack, uh, lackluster right now. It's just the gameplay has been just so much worse than, you know, when, when Pochettino was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steven yeah. said, uh, I mean, he hit the, you hit the nail, uh, nail on his head when you said uh, that combo, that deadly combo of not, not playing proper football, uh, yeah. you know. So, Been there, done yeah, that. And, yep. and no success as well. So let, let's go back a few years. Um, 12 years ago, wasn't it, um, when one day Ramos led, led uh, you guys to uh, Carling Cup, I think, win over Chelsea in the yeah. final. Yeah, uh, ever since the, that, uh, you guys have... Yeah, Donald so, yeah. and Co. I, I remember that uh, Paul Robinson and, and all those guys. At yeah. that time, I remember Tottenham were seen as a defensively vulnerable team, and they were they were good going forward, but they had no identity at the back. Um, and mm-hmm. they were trying Juan de Ramos and and uh, Martin Yule and and those guys at that at that point. And now moving forward, Tottenham in this last decade changed a whole lot. And and uh, like full marks to uh, Pochettino under that but one criticism like you already mentioned before no trophy or no silverware and uh, for a fan you gotta celebrate that or, or get a taste of that as well right so yeah. I personally think that um, Mourinho was uh, just built for the for the short term here just to get that uh, trophy hurdle out of the way or am I going too far or, or uh, he's here for the long run That's, I don't know it's it's interesting it's an interesting point to raise because um if we were going to bring him in for a trophy in the short in the short term, I would think that you then have to throw some money at the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to which, your point, but to your point, Tottenham have have spent in the last couple of years, haven't they? To be really uh, to be realistic, like uh, Tengue and, and Dombele, Giovanni Lo Celso, and, and all these guys. Yeah, I I mean, you can say spent, but I mean, I think you have to put it in perspective with what other teams around you are doing. Mm-hmm. And and when you have teams like Chelsea over this over this summer investing in who they have, mm-hmm. and you have teams like Man City year upon year investing in what they have, mm-hmm. United at times have spent an awful lot of money, and and that's who you have to compare it to, um, because arguably when we weren't spending and and we we're trying to sort of trying to. Um, bring sort of players from within and not, not spending money and, and getting a squad that way. That, that is arguably the way that football should, a football club should be run. The problem is now that's, that's not how any top football clubs run. You've got teams like Paris Saint-Germain who have an unlimited budget. You've got obviously Chelsea since Abramovich came in, who probably kicked, kick-started this era of spending whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chelsea, um, of course, uh, Abramovich, yeah. Things like that. And, and it's just become football has just become incredibly crazy now, and how much you have to spend to get incredibly average players. I mean, forty million for Nathan Ake. Um, ridiculous amount of money. Despite that's the, the yeah. It's it's nuts. I, 
I think the the best signing for Spurs might just be you know uh, keeping Harry Kane and not you know I mean and 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 Noble has hasn't been you know that the player that Spurs wanted so I think the best signing for Spurs is probably just able to you know hang on to Harry Kane. Yeah, I I can't believe uh, I honestly cannot believe how loyal that man has been. I mean, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to, I think I. I think if you look at somebody like that, I, I think there's no question that he's the best striker that England have had in my generation, easily. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to disagree. Um, his, his goal-scoring record uh, speaks volumes. Um, yeah. and, and he has always performed. Like Sometimes there's no service in there. I mean, and then despite that, that, that he's just, for, me, for me, how why Harry Kane is so good is because he doesn't have a special trait that stands out, but he's like... A, you know, he's not a master of anything. He's like a jack of all trades. Like he can, uh, you know, get between the channels and he doesn't have raw pace at all, but he just gets that, uh, he just has that finishing ability. Sometimes the link of play is pretty good as well with, with the midfielders. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's very good. What people don't see him for is he's also incredibly good at dropping back and finding a ball. He's very, exactly. very good. That's, that's what I was referring to, yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. get the, the, the most important thing that I found with Kane and what we were lacking when Kane got injured last year at the back end um, when we were in the build-up to the Champions League. I was actually at that game against Man City uh, where he went in typical Kane fashion, mm-hmm. going in to block a ball on the halfway line with Sterling. It was a nothing yeah. play, but you can't you can't pull him out of that challenge. Gets injured, um, and then what we lacked for that was was not necessarily the goal scoring at times because Son stepped up, Moore stepped up, players like that. But it was when the ball is lumped up, Kane is so good when he's isolated on his own to bring the ball down. Yeah. And and he always manages to bring a foul on because he shields the ball well. The mm-hmm. defenders come in, a nudge in the back, and he goes down, and the pressure's over, and we've got the ball, and we can we can start again. And he's he's incredibly good at doing that, holding up play and and waiting for help. I think he's you know he might be a better looking Wayne Rooney, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember that goal against uh, Spain. I think. Where he, it was a friendly game, three-two. England won when it, when Sterling and Rashford scored. Just you know, just providing Harry Kane with the long balls, and he you know, the, and he was manhandling Sergio Ramos that time. So that just goes to tell you, I mean, Harry Kane probably one of the best strikers in the league. So yeah, I I would hate to I would hate to think if if you put that man in Manchester City squad and had Sterling, Mares, De Bruyne, Foden passing the ball to, I mean. Yeah. I, I couldn't see anyone else winning a golden boot each year. I, I mean, there's there's talk of him winning the golden boot this year, and he's favourite to win the golden boot this year under a Mourinho team <laughs> that leads him dry of any opportunity. I mean, there were times where Kane was scoring two goals in a game and there were his only two touches in the box. I yeah. mean, it's, it's incredible what he's managed to do with so little. Yeah, I, I remember the uh, Mourinho rant. Uh, I think against it was Charles uh, Manson or Pearson from Sky, who criticized Mourinho's style of play mm-hmm. as his strikers doesn't score enough goals. And you yeah. know he had a list out of all those strikers he played with Drogba and all those uh, pulling out all the stats. That was that was you know typical Mourinho. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be exciting don't, season. Don't, don't get Mourinho. me wrong, Mourinho is is I mean one of the best uh, you know. Uh, Managers when it comes to he sells he sells the club that's oh, yeah, that's a big thing he, yeah. he he makes I mean he probably now 
has definitely made Spurs relevant than relevant. Yeah, more than, relevant than, than before. More, yep. See what I realized. So I, I went on YouTube just to watch um, Tottenham Hotspur training video under uh, Mourinho, and the comments were all about that. Like, why am I here? Like, you know, because of Mourinho, not to watch uh, Tottenham play or practice, just to watch how uh, Mourinho is, is under practice. Yeah, I think it's the best thing. I I don't think. Amazon quite knew how good they were going to get it when they took on this 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 sort of um, filming Spurs for this All or Nothing show, and then Mourinho gets fired. Oh, sorry, and then Pochettino uh, gets fired, uh, yeah. and then and then they think, wow, this is this is going to be special because I mean he is a, he is a showman, isn't he? Did, like, yeah. Whatever whatever you get with Mourinho, whether you love him or hate him, he's he's interesting and he's good for the game. Do you know what this means? Three nil, but also mean three premierships, and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. Three for me and two for them. <laughs> you serious? So, Stephen, moving on. Um, a few players have moved on uh, this summer. Uh, Vertonghen has uh, left the club, I think, for Benfica, right? Uh, yeah. Michel Vom. Uh, I mean, it's a backup keeper, and you guys have signed. Uh, you know, a backup keeper, Joe Hart, very experienced one. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Wevier, uh, he's from, he used to play for Southampton in the middle of the park, as well as uh, Matt Doherty from uh, Wolves. That looks like a pretty good signing. I, I think that is a great signing. I mean, clear issue in our team at right back of having anyone that can be relied on. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a player like Aurier who, yeah, can look good going forward at times. Incredible mm-hmm. Incredible liability at times, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've brought a player in there, um, Matt Doherty, in this market for I think the final fee I read was thirteen point four million, which That's is an pretty absolute much three. Wait, um, one three or three zero? One three. So, that what? 13.4, yeah. Uh, the sports, the sports negotiator has to be fired. Oh, wait. I mean, the Wolves negotiator. I mean, he, the sports negotiator uh, needs to raise on that one. Yeah, so I mean, you've brought a player in who is is not young. I think he's twenty eight odd, but I mean, it's well, not old. He's, he's, he's proven. Track. He's proven and tested. Proven. He's ready to go. Tomorrow you he's, put in in a side, he'll perform. There was only one defender that scored more goals than him last year, and that's Van Dyke. There was only one, two defenders that got more assists than him last year, and that was Robertson, Robertson and Alexander Arnold. So I mean, to to bring a player like that in in a position that needed help. Um, for that little money, um, I think it's a brilliant sign. And listen, even if if it doesn't go well, thirteen million—that's nothing. That's a change, um, you know, pocket change in, in, in today's market. In um, this market, for sure. Not not for Spurs. <laughs> they gotta keep it tight over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, I'm not really high on uh, Hoy Bier though. Although you know, under Ralph Hasenhutl, uh, they have shown uh, great research in uh, Southampton have and he was a big part of that too so how do you expect him to uh, you know slot aside uh, in, in, in that Mourinho 11 um, it will be an interesting um, interesting to see how he gets on I mean I've watched a little bit of him in preseason, but I mean you have to take that with a pinch of salt I mean, so who's, who do you start in the middle of the park um, so it's kind of Depends who, if if there's that one rare game every couple months that Ndombele's fit, he might play. Um, if then it'll be Sissoko, um, Harry Winks, 
sort of around around that area. Dyer, I think, has moved more back into into a centre back role. Now, I think I think Mourinho's idea going forward is kind of like a Davison Sanchez Dyer um, back back to tandem, um, and then obviously Alderweireld, uh, depending on how long he sort of lasts there, obviously is getting up uh, in the years. So. Sesenyon is the left back, uh, isn't he? Or Ben he, Davies? He says left back, but he's more—he's definitely more on the left wing side uh, mm. than left back. So at the moment, on from a left back front, it's Ben Davies, and then uh, we've got a young guy called Serkin. Um, he's been playing quite a lot, um, obviously in the youth setup, and and now heading into uh, pre-season and stuff. So still, still a position left back that I'd like to address. Um, mm. But I mean, in back to your question on Hoybier, um, I think we've been crying out for sort of a player that that can sit sit in that role and not do anything spectacular, but just sit in front of the front uh, the front four and and just do a job. Just isn't isn't that Winks though? It's it's I've never it is Winks, but I've never rated Winks. I mean, I, yeah. I genuinely feel I, I I don't know where people have given him so much respect from. I I don't think he's that great. <laughs> I, I I think he at times has looked quite good, but but I just don't I don't really see anything going forward. I mean like going forward, I mean in the future. I think like I kept giving him the benefit of the doubt, going, Oh well he can he can progress into this player. I mean and you keep saying it, you keep saying it, he's not young anymore and he he doesn't yeah. need to be growing into it. It's basically like I'm not trying to compare to Lingard, but you know, when Lingard was a youth product till like 25, 26, and you're not young anymore, you know, when you, when you reach that stage, you have to perform day in, day out, uh, got to be more consistent. So we'll have a special segment, Stephen, about, um, you know, Avi has this special segment where he gives you a few options, like uh, start one, bench one, cut one, and we'll probably have all these players, uh, m- you know, mixed into that. But uh, let's, let's, um, dive into more facts and, and, and details about Spurs. So, you know, last season, you guys finished uh, sixth, uh, didn't you? Sixth, yeah. With yeah. 59 points, uh, seven adrift of uh, fourth place. So what's your expectations? How many points this season? And, and where are you trying to finish? Or, or what, where will they try to finish this season? I, I think it would be... I think we would do incredibly well to finish better than that this season. I don't think, I mean, for, from what I look at here, I, I think Liverpool drop off, not, not drop off to the extent that but they're not... Point-wise, points-wise. They will still definitely drop that. You're going to see uh, a regression in that. I think it will be more of a battle uh, in the Prem this season. I think City will step, step back up. Um, and I think Chelsea can be that team, that, that other team to challenge, I think. They've made some incredibly shrewd signings. Hacking Ziyech, great player. Timo Werner, everyone knows about him. Um, and so obviously shore up the defence with a veteran in Thiago Silva. They've got Ben Chilwell. Um, they've, they've done some incredibly good things. And I thought they looked good at the end of last season anyway. Um, yeah. without, without that help. So I think you've got them three teams. Um, Chelsea may quite not be there on the level that Liverpool... And City are, but but I think um, I think Liverpool were incredibly lucky last year. I mean, they don't have a great squad. They've got an incredibly good starting eleven, and if you start to get hit with a couple injuries, uh, then I just I just don't see them competing with that. As opposed to City, who you could almost injure any position apart from 
what they got injured last year, which they happen to have only two centre-backs, recognised centre-backs, and one gets injured. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting how uh, City has a backup for, for each position. They have a really competent uh, backup, you know, for every, like, right-back, left-back, centre-half, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know. And also with Liverpool, I think I said that, you know, after they won the league, I think the whole team was running on steroids. I mean, at some point you expect one of them to get injured, but they were just running right every game. And we saw one game when Allison got injured in the chasing and see what Atletico did to them. It was just... Uh, yeah, so that the high-pressing game also has its uh, repercussions. So that, that might hit them as well, uh, that judge in pressing. But anyway, Stephen... Um, who do you think will be uh, the uh, the key player or, or the player who's going to be an, be a standout this season no, you know besides Harry Kane or, or who has already been uh, proven you know uh, someone yeah. who's who's unproven or who isn't at the level of Harry Kane or, or someone else but uh, yeah. you will have a great season oh, as as you said i think there's the obvious sort of contingent where you expect Kane to do what Harry Kane does you sort of expect son uh, to play second fiddle, I think he's he's an incredible talent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the one the one that's probably not as spoken about that I I expect to to be very good for us is Stephen Bergwijn. Bergwijn, I I um, knew that he was coming out. Yeah, he's he's looked like a great player. He he also just seems to have a lot of fun while he's out there, and he just seems to gel gel in with the squad. I've really liked what I've what I've seen from him, and I do expect him to sort of kick on and 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 contribute more more and more this season. I mean, the way he just ran past Maguire uh, after the restart. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable pace, man. Yeah. And uh, right. I also realized a couple more things. Um, you know, Spurs, before uh, before Mourinho came, they were position-based side. They used to have like 60% around, like on average, 55 60% position in each game. And afterwards, all the other teams, even Brighton and other teams, had like more position against uh, Spurs. So yeah. as a fan, as a, as a season ticket holder, how do you think it's going to be like? I mean, we might not have fans out there in the stadium this season, but as a fan, you want your team to have more positions. So how will it feel like? You know, just just give it us a give our guests or listeners a, a a vision of what it's like with Mourinho. I, as I sort of said before, I I as a fan do not do not want to see that. And as as I was, as I said before. Um, the only compromise you can have to playing football that's not enjoyable to watch is if you're winning. Mm-hmm. And if Mourinho turns around and starts to win games and does tighten up at the back and we stop conceding and we start to be a team that is up there challenging again, mm-hmm. then, then I can take that. What, what I can't take is giving Brighton 60% possession and then losing the game 1-0. I mean, you, you would rather see... Uh, us sort of take the game to them, score a couple. You'd rather see sort of two-two and things like that, and play a more enjoyable football than than sort of trying to bleed teams out at one-nil. And you saw that typical Mourinho style going one-nil up and not even searching for a second goal. It's shut up shop, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's bit us a couple times, even even in the short time that Mourinho has been in charge. So, Stephen, we'll go into a rapid fire round next. Uh, but before that, one quick question. For you, um, you know, what would you take this season? Would you take a Champions League this season? I mean, Champions League qualification this season or, or a trophy? Ooh. Like a FA Cup or, or a, you know, Carling Cup. So what, would, what, would I, what would I rather? 
sort mm-hmm. of Champions League. Well, naturally, I'd say FA Cup because that comes with Champions League qualification most of the time. Um, if you're playing against, isn't it? If you're playing against the team oh, no. that already has, you get to Europa League. If you oh, want to FA Europe, uh, Europa, yeah. Okay, I'd I'd actually probably take an FA Cup at this point. Just to, um, just to get that, you know, just to get that winning feeling. Right? Yeah, just to yeah, get I that monkey so. off your back. I think yeah. so. I wouldn't take a, I wouldn't take a Capital One Cup um, <laughs> over over Champions League. I'd take. I, I mean, the, the obvious that the answer that most people should give in that is the Champions League, and the reason why is because it brings money into the club. It brings exposure, and it's the top. It's the top tournament in Europe. But when you have gone so long without winning. Maybe maybe the fans need reminding that we can win a trophy, and the players as well need reminding that hey, you can win. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and I think that that's needed. And and I don't think it's I don't think it is probable that we'll get Champions League football next season. I've already said that I think um, you've got three teams in Chelsea, Liverpool, and City that are a tier above, um, and then you've got. I think United, the next best out of that, who I think are are a ways behind them three, but but ahead of anyone else. I, I think Spurs. I mean, for me, I think it should be around fourth to sixth, just like you know last year. Cause just because, not because you know Spurs. I, I'm not sure how good Mourinho is going to turn this team around, but just on the fact that you said Chelsea, Liverpool, and City got a better squad than anyone else in the team right now. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, I think maybe Europa, if they get Champions League, it's a boost, but I'm guessing it'll, it'll be a Europa again. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I think I would definitely shake your hand for fourth place now and I would be completely content with that. Comes to Deli Alley, through to Lucas Moura! Lucas Moura has fired first through to Madrid! To the Champions League final. So, Stephen, next up we have a rapid fire round. Uh, so, this round uh, where all of our guests will be asked five questions, individual questions. Um, you have to answer right away. Uh, won't, won't take more than a few seconds. So, it's just like, you know, I'll, I'll question them. Hobby will try to answer a few as well. But since you're a massive sports fan, I expect you to at least get, um, you know, yeah. a few right I think, so my first question is: uh, Tottenham Hotspur broke their transfer record back in 2013 three times. So who are those players? Oh God! I mean, there's three. Uh, if you give two of them, that's that's a that's a big. Wait, last year? Uh, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Just give me give me one answer. Is that Soldado year? Yeah, Soldado year. Yeah. So Soldado's one. Yep. Um, trying to think who else did we get that year? I know we won the title that year. But <laughs> oh, 2013. The Stem Argentine. Ballet won, or, uh, right? The Argentine. Argentine. From Roma. Oh, Lamella. He's been there that long, is he? I, I think they, they tried to sign William and then they got Lamilla. And the third one was Paulinho. Oh, gosh. Paulinho, the man who did nothing here and then <laughs> ended up going to Barcelona in a great season. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm, 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 I'm impressed you got a Soldado, right? Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I was just trying to remember three three times in the same season. I was like, that's, yeah. that's nice. I wouldn't have thought, I, I did think Lamella, but I thought he was after Soldado. I didn't think he was 2013. Yeah. I don't know. You know, when, when you mentioned about uh, Chelsea, I mean, Tottenham being uh, frugal and, and not spending uh, recently and, and then seeing uh, they broke their transfer record three times in a season, does it so they spent quite a lot that summer or they're, uh, you know, spending in, in the previous years were pretty horrible yeah i think that's what it was we'd never really spent much money at all and then if you look at the other times that we spent a lot of money it was mainly with with transfer funds that we got in elsewhere like when um when bale was sold we obviously spent a lot of money that season but i mean it was with with funds from from him so mm-hmm. so that's that's been the way it's mostly been we don't don't typically spend an awful lot so next question, how many Tottenham Hotspur players have won or, or scored hat-tricks in the Champions League? Wants to be pretty easy. One? One. Yeah. Gareth Bale? No, two. Sorry, two then. Um, Bale and Mora? Oh, I forgot Mora. Okay, so it's sure? Bale and Mora. And maybe Harry Kane too? Yeah, Kane too. What, so three? Did, yeah, three. Did Kane score a hat-trick against? I, I don't remember. I, I, I bought this question out of a trivia. And oh, I'm, I was surprised, like, you know, um, Kane scored a hat-trick as well. I, I personally remember Bale scoring that beautiful hat-trick against uh, Inter. Uh, four Inter. goals, I think. Wasn't it four goals? Yeah, it was four goals, I think. Uh, same spot, same run. Yeah. No, I think it was just three. Oh, it's uh, just three? We, we lost 4-3 that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah I ran. Well, yeah, that's where he burst into the scene. And then Lucas's hat-trick last season against uh, Ajax. Yeah, yep. two pretty, two pretty iconic hat tricks. To be yeah. fair, I think Kane scored in uh, qualifying rounds or something. I'll have to check my stat book. We're, but... we're not going to count qualifying rounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Or maybe he did in the in the regular round as well. Yeah. The group says. Yeah. So next question: uh, Spurs record win is uh, remember, uh, Stephen nine one against. Uh, uh, yeah, against Wigan. Wigan, yeah, back in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, who scored the most goals? Jermaine Defoe. Uh, yeah. Jermaine Defoe. Was, five. How many goals? Wait, who was it? Jermaine Defoe. Oh, Defoe, yeah. Five uh, goals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, um, there's, there's only been one Honduran to play for Tottenham Hotspur. Who was it? Wilson Palacios. Bang on. <laughs> five out of five, I think he got, <laughs> got it. No, like, got the last question. Here we go. Um, what's Tottenham's uh, lowest finish in the Premier League era? Lowest finish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with relegation. No, I've never been relegated. In the Premier League era, I haven't been relegated. Um, 16th? So close. 15th. Oh. Back in 93, 94. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking Steven, you did really well. Trust me. Yeah, but yeah, four out of five, not bad. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take yeah. that. I mean, that's, that's the least we expect you of, you know, uh, Steven. <laughs> season ticket holder, you know. Um, and I technically not yet. I mean, I've never, never. This is my first season as being a season ticket holder. So yeah. I mean, we were gonna throw in some couple of you know cup, cup questions, tournament questions, but realized Spurs uh, hasn't won any uh, in a while. So we. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, you. <laughs> Uh, oh, had, to, had to get that I, I, I had to get that in it just I was you know it was just hanging in there I had to that's, that's all right. I'm, I'm okay with that because United have gone for a team that used to like everyone else used to, yeah. used to hate on because they were winning and now they have to laugh at other people that are slightly yeah. worse than them that's, that's the pleasure that we, <laughs> we got right now alright so you you ready for my five questions it's not going to be 
effectual or anything, but it'll be a little bit of head scratching. Let's see if you can get it. <laughs> so start one, bench one, and cut one. You got Burgoyne, Vaselso, and Mora. Oh my gosh, that's tough. That's really, <laughs> really tough. To you. <laughs> you know what? Because they're all different players. Yeah, I know. Actually... We don't need explanations here, Stephen. Yeah. We just have oh. to get it out of the way. Yeah. It's going to sound so harsh. Uh, Lo Celso, start. Bergwijn, bench, Mora, cut. Oh, wow. The Champions yeah, we, League hat-trick winner is yeah. out now. Okay. We, we know you love all of those players, but, you know, for, yeah. the, for the moment, if you had yeah. to, you know. Yeah, I mean, Lo Celso looks good. I, I like him a lot as a player. All right. Friday night, you're going to a bar. Pick a better wingman, Son or Kane? Oh, I think Son on a night out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah I think Son. That'll be fun. Yeah, with with his smile, I'm sure he'll he'll help you out there. Yeah. And since you know, you just said you're a Giants fan, so I just had to make it up right now. Uh, would you rather have Saquon Barkley as your right wing or Harry Kane to play quarterback for the Giants? I would probably say Kane to play quarterback for the Giants because he he, he likes football himself. Yeah. And I've just never seen Saquon with a football in front of him, but I just can't imagine it being too good. <laughs> See, did, didn't, didn't Kane say that uh, he wanted to be a kicker at the end of his career for yeah. uh, I think uh, for he an really, NFL team? He, he, loves, he loves the NFL. Unfortunately, he loves Brady, so he's a Patriots fan. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. We can... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether he'll carry on supporting Brady now. He's yeah, or carry on supporting the Patriots now. Brady's yeah. a, a buck, but yeah, yeah. But right. uh, back to the previous question. Um, hope son doesn't bring uh, his best friend Yoris uh, uh, Loris with him. <laughs> I th- I think. I mean, I don't mind seeing that on a pitch. Oh yeah, um, I love I, it. I yeah. absolutely love it. It, it shows. You, you should be worried as a fan when, when your team are making mistakes and they're not they're yeah, not of course, about of course. it. Should, oh, no. should, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have done that on the pitch in front of everyone, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind No, but that's it. totally okay. I mean, you've got, you got to do it. You know, yeah. Even as a player, I, I know sometimes you have to get sorted on to, to be better. Yeah, and, and Lloris at the end of the day is the captain. That's his position as, yeah. as a captain to do that. I don't believe he should be the captain, but, but he is. I think, I think Kane should, should be the captain of our club. Um, but I mean, it, it, that's his prerogative as captain of, of the club. He could clearly see on a counter attack just before half time that Son's yeah. not tracking the run back. And if that, that leads to a goal, you're walking in the dressing room and and you've just conceded on the stroke at half time. And, and I mean, you're a football player, Praj, like this, probably the worst thing you can possibly do in the game is concede just before a 15 minute break. Yeah. Um, Mourinho interview kind of, you know, set the tone on that one. I love it. So. Chelsea to win double this season or is Spurs to get relegated? Pick one. <laughs> this season. Um, I mean, with the money Spurs, uh, you know, with the stadium and coach and players and Chelsea I, I with the signings. To, I have to pick Chelsea to win the double. I can't. I've never seen my team get relegated and I don't. We, don't we got to get that on the tape. Put it out there. Spurs fan going all in on Chelsea. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, it's it's not the answer you want to give, but yeah. But I mean, if it was a team, if it was prior to last season or whatever, and a team like Liverpool who hadn't won the league in 30 years, it's slightly different. But I've seen Chelsea have success. So let, 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 me, uh, let me put a, a, a little bit of twist on that question. Um, 
So Arsenal double or Chelsea double? Who would you rather see? What would you rather see? You uh, say Arsenal. Cause... No. No, I think... Oh, gosh. I don't know, actually. I think I'd rather see Chelsea at this moment in time. Oh, I'm in Chelsea because... He... Oh, you, you want Chelsea to win... Chelsea to win double over Arsenal. Oh, that's surprising. It is surprising, but the difference is the one thing that Spurs have going for us at the moment is Arsenal are slightly worse than us. And And despite that, they've been winning. I need to hold on to that because when you're in sixth place or whatever and not played in the Champions League and things like that, you you need your neighbour to be slightly worse. Otherwise, otherwise things feel feel quite bad. And if my neighbour ends up winning the double and we're still in sixth, then then that's going to hurt. Fair enough. Our final one, and it's just, I mean, I've, been, I've been asking to pretty much everyone the same question uh, for the final one. One player to pick from Man United's squad to in, in your team. One player from anyone else's squad? No, from Man, Man United. Oh, from Man United, Bruno Fernandes. You don't trust Deli Ali? <laughs> Oh, did you said what? Like, do I have to? Uh, yeah, he just replaces. I mean, it's it's clear what he's done for your team um, in there. I mean, maybe two seasons ago when David de Gea could still save, I might have picked him, but um, not okay. not anymore. Okay. I think he's I think he's the obvious one. I mean, if you could convince me that Paul Pogba wanted to start actually playing well again, then then maybe he'd be in the conversation. But um, I think. If if you look at the effect and the impact that Fernandez has had on that squad since he got in, it's yeah. been great. And I mean, I, like, I, I just wish he would he'd stop sort of diving and rolling around all over the place. <laughs> That's the only thing I dislike about him. But he's a wonderful, wonderful player, and he he'd be the one. All right, so we got Pogba and we got Fernandez. Uh... Yeah, looks like bo- they're they're both leaving to uh, Liverpool and uh, Spurs. Uh... No. Nah. <laughs> Not so, for a millionaire. Interesting. comment. I mean he's it's clear the talent he has, but I mean you've seen players like that in the past. You've seen we've got examples from both mine and Praj's team. I mean, players with unbelievable talent that just don't really want to play. You've got Ozil, you've mm-hmm. got Ericsson, you've got Pogba, all in that same sort of bracket of of players with unbelievable talent but just don't seem to have the desire to play week in, week yeah. out. Yep. Talking about Ericsson, I saw him with Inter Milan a few games this season. He doesn't, he looks, oh, he looks way off than, than he was at Tottenham under Pochettino. Yeah. I don't think it was a good fit for, for him uh, with that no. Inter Conte system. It's like going from, going from Mourinho to, uh, you know, a Conte system is just like going from, uh, you know, like one brother to another. Like it's just, yeah. Both of them have like similar systems, like defense first. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a weird one with Ericsson. Obviously, he was a great servant for us, but it was quite toxic towards the end. Clearly, he didn't want to be there. Um, and, and you need to get rid of players like that out of your club. Yeah, I of mean, course. That, that, I mean, I, I wasn't doubting uh, Tottenham on that. It was just like Ericsson's move. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. He's nearly gone past the whole team here, and this is a wonderful goal. You won't see many better individual goals than that this season. We've come to the end of the show, Stephen. Um, anything else you'd like to touch upon? 
as no, far as Tottenham in general? No, I think think we covered everything. Just thanks for having me on, and um, it's been been good to sort of discuss things that things that are good, things that are not so good, and and sort of just a nice little preview ahead of the ahead of the new season. So yeah, I mean. We'll, we'll definitely have to check back with you after, you know, a couple of weeks into the Premier League just to see how the atmo- atmosphere is there right now, you know, with, with the pandemic going on. So we'd yeah. love to get a view on that one. And, and, and uh, you know, October 6th is when uh, the transfer season ends, our transfer window ends. It's, it's quite uh, uh, weird this time around, you know, like you yeah. already have like four or five games in the Premier League and you will still have the transfer window going on. So... At this point, your team is, is is at a location, and it might change to a different situation, you know, after a month. So, we'll yeah. definitely check back with you later. Yeah, um, sure. we appreciate you for giving your time. Uh, it's already evening over there. Yeah, it's about half past eight. It's good, man. All right, thanks for coming in, Stephen. So this was another preview of the one of the best teams in the Premier League, um, top six side in uh, in Tottenham. We look forward to even more fans, uh, other teams we've gotten. Uh, Liverpool, Tottenham. We still have United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City on 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 their way. Uh, if we can get City fan, yeah, uh, we we it's bit a it's bit of a struggle going on finding a City fan to talk around. <laughs> With that banter aside, um, I would like to thank you all. Uh, do subscribe to our podcast on various uh, streaming platforms wherever you get your audio from, be it Apple, Google, Anchor. Uh, I mean, Spotify, as well as follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, as well as Instagram. Um, we all got all the news, views, reviews. If you have any feedbacks of the, about the show, do let us know. Um, we could we could change for, for good and things. Hobby, um, you got anything before we head out? No, I'll probably have to talk to Stephen a little bit about my golf swing and, you know, uh, on some cricket stuff. But apart from that, I think the sports chapter is pretty much covered. So we're good. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, We'll see you next time. Goodbye.